0: This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts.
1: Hello, you've downloaded a special podcast dedicated to Penn School. It's a boarding school that caters for deaf and autistic children as well as those with extreme communication problems. It looks after the children that other schools have have given up on. In fact, one parent uh, phoned in to tell us that her child had to wear a dot on his back at his previous school so the teachers knew who the special one was. I know, incredible, isn't it? What does that remind you of? Anyway, parents have been in a state of panic after being told they had two weeks to raise a million pounds to save the school from closing. Since then, they've been trying to crowdsource a million quid to make sure it's still open in September. They've also had a series of crisis meetings, the latest of which was on Tuesday night and attended by a very special guest, none other than our very own Mr Justin Dealey.
2: A lot of people were refused entry last night. However, um, the parents wanted us there um, to hear what was going on. And um, I was never challenged. I simply walked into the school uh, with the parents and sat through the meeting, yep. which lasted two hours. Very, very uncomfortable. A lot of people very upset, as you can imagine. However, you should have taken a cushion. Uh, here's the good news the administrator said last night to the parents that they'd contacted 14 potential buyers. Okay. Of, oh, those, okay. of those, five are interested. So this is good news. And interested in maintaining it as a school, Absolutely. not just in the land and the property. No, okay. not in the land and the property. These are people who deal with schools like this. So this is fantastic news. So although the school closes for the summer tomorrow, the new deadline for buyers is the 31st of July. So there is still hope. There's a little bit more breathing space. A little space. bit more. Um, some of those have been on site already. Uh, the administrator also revealed there will be a conduct review into the trustees. None of the Trustees have spoken to you, or
1: I me, or anybody at the radio station. What was the station. name of the gentleman I called yesterday?
3: Hugh, wasn't
2: it? Hugh, did Hugh call back? He was the head of the trustees. Did Hugh call
3: back? No so call I left a message. Hugh. No
2: call from Hugh. Okay, that's disappointing. So, Hugh didn't want to talk, obviously, yeah. and the trustees again weren't there last night. Parents angry. However, there will now be a I conduct. That's pretty shocking, actually.
1: That's pretty shocking what? that the trustees couldn't couldn't be bothered, or maybe were too busy to turn up. Mm. That's a bit. It's,
2: it's what all the parents have been saying. that They were furious about this. However, there will now be a conduct review into the trustees. The administrator said last night they're going to be looking in to see whether any payments have been made to the trustees. Now, that's not to say they've done anything wrong, but that will be going on and it could take up to six months. So I managed to get into that meeting. Afterwards, I spoke to one of the parents and uh, we put the question to her. Obviously, this is a horrible time for, for her. But also, she spoke to me about what sort of effect this is having on her child as well.
4: Um, my, my child... Uh has only just started to come to terms with the fact that he will not be going there in September. Um, It's taken him nearly two weeks to understand that the school is closing. He doesn't understand the surroundings um, after that, uh, what it means with friends, um, etc., things like that. Um, All he keeps asking me is, where am I going in September? And as a parent, I can't tell him that because I don't know myself. Um, It has caused great stress on him. He is pacing up and down in his bedroom with such intensity um, and it's just absolutely upsetting to hear it because there is nothing I can do for him to help him through this time at the moment.
2: These last two weeks, have they been the worst two weeks of your life?
4: They have. They've been very, very stressful. Not only seeing my, my child in feeling the way he is. Um, it's put so much stress and pressure on parents to do the right thing for our children. We feel pressured to to make a decision where to send our children, even though we know that they're not going to be appropriate places. Um, and w- we we just feel like we're lost at the moment as parents. We just don't know what to do for our children, which is a horrible thing because we are meant to be the ones who protect them.
2: Okay. just lastly, we heard about five interested parties this evening. So you're coming away from this meeting with at least some form of hope. I've not heard that before about five interested parties, so you must be coming away quite hopeful.
4: Um, You have to remain optimistic, um, but it is a big ask of any organisation to do what they need to do in that short space of time to set, set a school up for our children by September. So obviously we are still um, very uncertain as to what is gonna happen with all of our children.
1: I mean, it's bad enough, you know, um, uh, I'm trying not to use really clunky language. It's mm. bad enough for any parent being unsure of what school their kids are gonna to go to in the yeah. next term. Yeah. But th- these kids have got such specific needs, yeah. uh, you know, such extra requirements because of their, their uh, disabilities. Mm. Um, it's even more um,
2: that there are fewer places that can cater for these kids. Absolutely. You're going to be talking to uh, Caroline, another parent after eight o'clock. Now, yesterday, um, she went to the nearest school, um, which she thinks would be suitable for yeah. her child. Uh, That's in Nottingham. Hey, she left that school. Hey, hey. In tears yesterday, because that school is not for her child. Yeah. Not knowing where your child is going to be going in September, given such short notice, of course. They currently, by the way, at Penn, have 77 students. Right. Uh, the numbers for 50, uh, numbers for September, were 50. Um, so that's why they're going into administration, because of a poor Ofsted report. Numbers were dwindling. 50 due in September. However, numbers have been as low, yeah. and this came up in a meeting last night, as 24 mm. in the past. That was put to the head teacher. The head teacher said, for years we have been struggling and right now this is why we've hit the crisis point. This is why we're in administration. The numbers were, were low again um, with everything else and that's why the school is facing these problems. Uh,
1: Bucks County Council don't want to come on. They say because it's a private school it's nothing to do with them but
2: yep. you know, they, they, they do have a duty of care
1: to, to find uh, school places for those kids.
2: Yeah, again they don't want to come on. Uh, they say their only involvement in this is to ensure that the 14 pupils that they've placed at Penn School are found a suitable alternative now last night again a lot of people raising questions about the council uh, because we're talking about People going to school here in September. We're not talking about six months' notice. Yeah. This has got to be sorted out very, very quickly.
1: Justin, well done for going in. Uh, do so st- Oh, my voice broke there, because I was nervous talking to you. Well, right. well done for going in, though. Right. Nice one. No worries, uh, Do listen after six, uh, seven o'clock. Well, I recorded an interview yesterday with uh, Steve Baker, the uh, MP for High Wycombe, isn't mm. it? Uh, who was reluctant. We've been chasing him for a while. He was reluctant yep. to come on because he didn't like some of our tweets. Um, <laughs> he came on. I, I think, Catherine, it would be fair to say one of the most awkward interviews i've ever done
0: yeah <laughs> bit brilliant
2: <laughs> one of the
0: most hey,
1: listen, awkward the, the, the interviews he's a local
2: like. mp the school is going to be closing yeah. tomorrow and he's on your show today. Yeah, Mm. Yeah. it's uh, it's, it's well worth listening. Justin, thank you for
1: that, mate. Excellent stuff. The school's trustees have been at best evasive, at worst I would say possibly ever so slightly obstructive. At one point refusing parents' entry to a meeting their own administrators had invited them to. Which is why a lot of the parents had turned to their MP or at least they tried to because the Conservative MP for High Wycombe has been rather difficult to pin down. He was a little bit reluctant to come on the show but I managed to get a about 12 and a half minutes with him on Monday after the show, and it was then played out on Tuesday. Uh, I know you've written about Penn's school on your blog. When did you find out about the closure?
5: I found out about the possibility of a closure on the 5th of June this year when I happened to see the head teacher at a uh, local event.
1: Why has it taken so long for the parents to know about this?
5: Well, I've, been, I've now seen some correspondence uh, from the administrators. They were still engaged in the process of trying to rescue the school and keep it open as a school, and they evidently took a decision that it wasn't appropriate to involve the parents at that stage, but that is a decision of theirs. Do you think it was the right decision? Be. The decision I would have taken would have been to involve me, the parents, the staff, everyone uh, with an interest in the school at least a year ago. Having forecast these numbers and to have launched a campaign then is what I would have done, but it's not my place to second no. judge the professional administrators and the trustees who are responsible now for trying to save it.
1: So, did the school? Did, did, did people? Sorry, did the, the school know last year that it was in very serious financial trouble? That really is a
5: question for them. Um, but i the, the issue for you me just is hinted knew- that they did. Well, I've said that if it was me and I was a trustee, I would have been looking ahead, knowing the school was in special measures, knowing that that had implications for pupil numbers, forecasting revenue and thinking we need to have a fundraising effort. But it's worth bearing in mind that this is an independent school, so there's two things. One, it can't receive state aid. And two, most independent schools continuously engage in fundraising. And it, for me, it should have been a process all the time to be mm. raising funds. And if the school had a particular difficulty, like being in special measures, which it did, then that would be a reason to increase the fundraising effort. You would
1: think so, wouldn't you? The, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is quite normal for schools like this to have different kinds of fundraising events. And it seems odd that they chose not to. You, you, you found out on the 5th of June, I think that the parents found out a couple of weeks ago, Did you not feel you had a responsibility to to alert the parents? Well, my responsibility is to pursue the public interest, but it's
5: not my responsibility to breach um, private information, which I've been given. Um, And and I receive private information all the time, and people would not expect me to breach confidences. But there are legal processes when a a company, when it is a, a company limited by guarantee, goes into administration, and I am wary that I have a duty under the law not to not to breach private information in, in many kinds of circumstances.
1: So how did you find out?
5: The head teacher and I happened to see one another at uh, the Penn and Tyler Screen Residence Association AGM, and she mentioned it to me.
1: That it was going to close?
5: She didn't say it was going to close. She said there was a danger of it, which right. caused me immediately to get my senior staffer to do the research necessary to find out where we thought things were. And where it it became quickly became apparent a number of things number one that state aid wasn 't possible because it 's a maintained school, and secondly that strenuous efforts were in progress to try and save it and in, subsequently i 've seen as i say i 've seen administra- a, a, an email from the administrator mm. which um, shows that 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 has been the case. And they, they evidently have taken it extremely seriously, talking to people who might have bought the school and operated it as a school, people with material financial means that might have been able to help. But this is the job of administrators in these circumstances, to seek to continue to operate the business, the school, um, and it really is a matter for them how they try and rescue it at this point.
1: It's out of special measures now, isn't it? Um, yet the, yes, no more right. new students were taken. The council referrals didn't resume once it came out of special measures. It seems an odd well, decision. It,
5: it is still rated as um, requiring improvement on the uh, report of 6th to the 7th of May. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- but again, this is a. This is a question um, for them. Um, I haven't got to hand the regulations about exactly what standard a school must meet in order to attract new students. But there we are, the numbers fell to a level that was unviable. It is
1: improving. We know um, that a significant number of, uh, of the Ofsted inspectors have been let go. I think it was 40%, wasn't it, a few weeks ago, because they weren't up to the job. Um, these parents are in a terrible situation, aren't they? What, what help can you offer them as, as, as the, the MP the, for this, this area the The parents in? are
5: in... The parents are in a devastating position. I've got enough second-hand experience of children with autism to know that it really is devastating um, and they will be extremely worried and concerned. What I need to do is make sure that the County Council, at this point, that the County Council does its job of placing children in alternative provision and I appreciate that that is a difficult thing to do. However, I have seen some details about how that's progressing and it's clear to me that rapid progress is being made. Um, and that some children have already, or students have already been placed, and I need to help make sure that goes ahead. But once the dust has settled, it's clear that we need to look into several aspects of what's gone on, Um, in particular uh, when people knew what um, and how things might have been handled differently so that a situation like this is far less likely to happen in future. Uh,
1: Some of the the, the comments I've read, I think on your blog, uh, are saying that, yeah, Bucks County Council have recommended schools for these children to go to but uh, when the parents have got in touch with the schools they're either hundreds of miles away or they've got no spaces and they're not often but what was so special about Penn School was um, it it was a community wasn't it and uh, some of the schools that have been suggested I think um, the parents feel they don't have the adequate requirements for their children
5: well the special atmosphere at Penn School is not in doubt, even in the Ofsted report which put it into special measures, it was recognized that the uh, levels of nurture and kindness towards the, the students were extremely high and it was doing that was an area identified as being good. that um, it's true that it's difficult to find matching provis- provision for children with particular difficulties, but best effort is being made. And it is still the case that a white knight rescue is possible and there are still conversations going on. But the last thing I want to do is to give people a false hope. It's at this stage extremely unlikely that the school will be rescued as a school.
1: Why do you think a year ago, if um, the, uh, the, the trustees knew the school was in trouble... Why didn't they pull their finger out and do do a lot more to save it? Why didn't they get in new management? Why didn't they start having fundraising? Why didn't the, the implication? It's been suggested again on on some of the responses on your, on your blog is this all comes down to money? They didn't want to save it, and now they can make a load of money selling the land off.
5: Well, people have got to be very careful not to say things which wouldn't stand up in court. The,
1: the, I don't think the, that's particularly libelous to put put that forward as a theory.
5: Well, the, the the assets of the school are held in a trust, and it'd be the trust that benefited should the school be sold. It'd be my understanding of the position, and so I don't think any of the trustees would stand to, to benefit. Um... I don't want to be judging them. The, many of these questions. They well, they, they've, have to they've let
1: down the parents and the children, haven't they? I think they, I think it, it, it would be acceptable for, for the MP to, to it judge. It is them.
5: certainly the case that we are in a devastating situation, and I can read for myself as you can read that one member of staff has been stridently critical of the trustees, particularly in relation to having fundraising suggestions brought forward and being um, turned down. Um, and there are some hard questions to be asked. Now, I've asked my staff to arrange for me to go and see the administrators, and if they will see me, I'll be glad to go and discuss some of these issues
1: with them. Good luck with that, because no-one's talking to us.
5: Well, this is a time when people are extremely upset, and it does take, um, you know, it's my responsibility to come and talk about the issue. I'm glad to do so. but It's going to close on
1: Wednesday. Have you not left it a little bit late to try and make contact with the administrators, and to, to, to have a chat with them?
5: The reality is, Parliament rises tomorrow. After which, I'm far less constrained in my time. But with a government majority of twelve, I'm simply required in London Monday to Thursday, and other in all the circumstances. You can do it I've on judged, the phone
1: or Skype or something. It just it just well, seems th- th- these these kids' lives are potentially going to be um, maybe not ruined, but certainly I'm, thrown up in the air. It, it, I'm, it, I'm leaving that you, it till the last minute to have a word with the administrator seems a little bit um, slack. I'm, I'm
5: honoured that you should think that I should better just tip the balance. But the no, but you're the is MP for the area the school is, where the school saving is. Saving a school like this is a complex and difficult technical and legal task which requires expert financial advice. And support from and an MP. And the experts are doing it. And support and from, from my an MP. Staff And my staff have been in touch with them since I found out that there was a possibility and we have been in in, in close touch with what's going on. But it is not actually the job of a Member of Parliament to go into a business, a school, a charity and rescue it after it's failed. Everything has ended up coming to this point very quickly. And I'm afraid it is now a, a, a desperately late stage. We ought not to give out a false impression about what could be happen if I just spent five minutes doing no, something different. No, of course. Yeah, you're right. The point now is... Well, thank you. I mean, the point now is that specialists have to make sure that the children's best interests are served, and that means alternative provision, unless some miracle happens, which seems unlikely.
1: No, you're right. and I, I know that this isn't a state school, so it is a, a slightly different um, uh, set of circumstances. Obviously, you, you want the best for, for the parents and the kids. I, I think we can assume that, can't we, Steve? Yes. We How many of the parents can. have you spoken to?
5: We are going to make touch, uh, get in touch with all of the parents, um, and I've given instructions for that to be done. So you've spoken to none of them? at this stage i have not spoken you've to known since june
1: the school was going to close down the, the um, and you've spoken to none of the parents who are terrified and they've the been primary... calling you they've been trying to get in touch with you steve and you've not spoken to any of them why is that
5: well, any of my constituents are very well welcome to speak to me. And my constituents have not tried to get in touch with me. We, we know that a lot don't. of
1: the parents have tried to get in touch with you and you've not, you've not spoken there to anything. There are
5: parents who's, uh, who live in other constituencies. And their kids go with, to
1: school in your constituency and you've not spoken to them. Um, I've spoken with their why is MPs. That?
5: I've spoken with their MPs. But why have you not spoken to the the parents?
1: Why have you not spoken to the parents of the kids, Steve? It really sounds, with the greatest of respect, you're saying you're busy, and I know you're busy. You're an MP, but uh, you knew about this um, uh, about a month before the parents did. You, I don't know if you're friends with the, the, the headmistress or, or whatever, but you, you mentioned that she told you. Well, that's you.
5: not a very... That, that That is an insinuation that I don't appreciate. Well, uh, what was I the insinuation, Steve? The
1: insinuation was that you... The, you, you it's you, not a question
5: of being friends. It's about having a position in the community. You were at a to function. A you were at a function, Steve. You were at a function, Steve,
1: and the headmistress told you a month before the parents uh, knew that the school was going to close. You didn't feel you had a responsibility to let the parents know. You've not spoken to the parents. I find that incredible. It's closing tomorrow. There They're in a desperate, desperate state. I have spoken to the parents and they're terrified.
5: I appreciate that the parents are terrified. As I've said to you, the head said to me there was a possibility at which point we started doing the research necessary to establish what the facts were. But as I've also said to you earlier in the interview, it's not the job of a Member of Parliament to sidestep proper processes. And it's extremely important... It's to look after the people in
1: your constituency, Steve, whether you're busy or not, and you know that. Come on.
5: Of course it's my job to look after the people Well, in you're too busy to go and talk to the parents. You're too busy you were... to
1: talk to the administrators. You're too busy to do this, too busy to do that. What are you doing?
5: I'm very happy to answer your questions but I would like you to give me an opportunity to answer them.
1: What are you doing?
5: What I have done is take the proper steps to ensure that the people who have responsibility for this school, for seeking to rescue the school, for seeking to place the children in alternative provision, are all doing their job. And insofar as I am able to ensure that that is the case, I can tell you that they do all seem to be working extremely hard, very quickly, to pursue the best interests of those children. And that is my job, making sure that they're doing theirs, they are doing their job. It's a tragic situation. Let's not make it worse by giving people a false impression about what is possible in very, very difficult circumstances like
1: these. Steve, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Listening to that is one of the mums uh, uh, who's got a kid at the school. It's Amanda Burgess. Good morning, Amanda. Hi, Ian. You were listening to Steve there. What did you make of that?
6: That was all amazing. <laughs> just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here a bit speechless actually. There's just so many things I want to say on that. I, I Aren't
1: did I? You, you can say. Listen, you have got as much time as you want. I just want to apologise because you gave us a question to ask him, and I didn't get time to ask that yesterday. I, I, I apologise. Uh, but, but what, what do, you, what do you want to say about it? What, 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 what struck you?
6: Right, well, first of all, the fact that um, they're all working so hard to find us all alternative provision for our children. Um, We don't actually want alternative provision. He's kind of missed the point. We want to keep Penn as it is and keep our children there. So why do they not put all their energy into saving Penn and not looking at schools that are not appropriate for our children anyway? So that's one comment. Um, also, absolutely staggered. He knew on the fifth of June, and how dare the head teacher just in a on a social event have that conversation with him, and and then that not be shared with parents. If that's the thing. That casual,
1: that's <laughs> the thing that struck me, Amanda, is that he knew on the fifth of June. So uh, who knows when the headmistress knew? She knew it was in trouble a year ago, at the very least. Um yeah. The, the the 5th of June that no-one thought thought to tell the parents. that That's the mm. thing that really struck me.
6: Oh, it's just unbelievable. I, I just... That, that I just can't believe. Um, he also talks about his experience of ASD and children with special education needs. I'd like to hear what his experience of that is, because as far as I believe, he's not visited the school, he's not spoken to any parents... I, I, he talked about the fact we could contact him through our own MPs. I'm in Hertfordshire, so I contacted Mark Prisk numerous times. He's been very supportive to me mm. through the special measures thing. And he came back to me apologising, saying because, I'm not, um, because the school is not in his constituency... He can't help me. That's Mark Prisk. So I went to Steve Baker. Which is understandable.
1: That's an understandable and fair uh, response, un, I would suggest.
6: Un, yeah, understandable. And now, so I went to Steve Baker, and now I'm told that. He can't help me because I'm not in his constituency. So basically, no one's going to help me. And yet, my son lives five days a week in his constituency, but
1: he doesn't count that. Amanda, sorry to to keep interrupting. Can I just ask, did you have you called Steve Baker's office or tried to make contact with Steve Baker's office?
6: Oh yeah, I've emailed. I haven't called. I've emailed numerous times, and via my MP.
1: Okay, okay, because because Steve was saying that no one had, that, that people hadn't made contact okay that 's interesting Well, he
6: actually said none of his constituents have you're right made y- yes i'm not his constituent, but I have certainly made a lot of contact with him, so whether that's true or not, but why will my son is in a school in his constituency, why will he not? talk to me. What's he afraid of? That's, that's what I want. I want to talk to him.
1: We have got um, an email. Sophie was working on this yesterday. Our reporter Sophie Solaria was, was kind of setting up the show and she was sent an email at nine minute, uh, 11 minutes past nine last night. So, you know, guess what? There was nobody here to get the email. She's come in this morning and she, she, she's given us this email as soon as she came in. And it's from uh, Kerry McLeish. Kerry McLeish is one of the trustees, is she, uh, Catherine?
0: Uh, I'm assuming so. Okay. I've never heard that name before. The chat okay. we've been phoning is called Hugh Forsyth. Hugh Forsyth
1: is, is CC'd into it, this yeah. email, OK? So it says, Dear Sophie, unfortunately, none of the trustees are able to make a call with the show tomorrow morning. The information below has been approved by them, however, and there's some, you know, some kind of waffle, and is provided in answer to your questions and to better inform you of the true facts to ensure that what you discuss on the programme tomorrow is accurate. Could you please confirm that your programme will not say anything negative or critical about any of the trustees? We've already had to engage lawyers about previous BBC coverage. And if you're intending to say anything negative, the trustees should be given an opportunity to respond. Given the time now, 11 minutes past nine, and you're broadcasting the programme tomorrow at eight, uh, asking us to respond this evening would not be reasonable. Regards, Kerry. A couple of things in Sophie's and ours defence. Uh, Sophie would have started um, uh, work on the show, what, half past 10, 11 o'clock yesterday morning, and I know that she would have called, th- this was going to be the lead story, she would have called very quickly mm-hmm. to the tr- trustees. I call Hugh Forsyth, what, 10 o'clock? Yeah. Something like 10 o'clock, Amanda, I call Hugh.
0: And we have been calling them for a week.
1: Yeah, uh, I left a message yesterday asking him to come on, say that we, we'd really love to get the trustees' side of the stories. It's a little bit one-sided at the moment. Uh, the other members of the team have been calling them for over a week. At one point, the trustee said, oh, no, 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 we're not allowed to come on and talk about it. The administrators have told us we can't talk about it. But when we checked with the administrators, Catherine, what did they say? They said
0: that wasn't the case at all.
1: That wasn't the case, that the trustees are allowed to come on and talk about it. Um, So I'll be honest, Kerry, this sounds like a threat. This sounds like a veiled threat. Uh, Our lawyers, we've had to engage lawyers about previous BBC coverage.
0: And also sending it at nine o'clock at night... Um.
1: it feels like it's, it's, it, they want to make us an offer we can't refuse um, and it's this line can you please confirm your programme will not say anything negative or critical about any of the trustees? No, I can't. i tell you what is negative and critical is the fact that you can't be bothered after we've been chasing you for over a week to get off your backsides, pick up a telephone and come on the show and tell the parents and tell these kids and tell the listeners why this school uh, has, has collapsed, why people knew about it as far back as June, why as far back as last year people were uh, knew that the school was in serious financial trouble and that none of the trustees decided to get off their backsides, get new management in, get new stuff. Laugh in, have a rethink or have some huge fundraising efforts. Why none of that was done. So Kerry, if you consider that negative or critical, then, you know, so sue me, you know. Sorry, Amanda, we're all getting very peed off with this story. Not as much as you are, but I know that we've all kind of taken this all rather personally. and It's really doing our head in. We spoke to parents, teachers and the MP, but I was desperate to speak to one of the trustees. Well, Derek called in with a bit of information for us.
7: Our our husband is somebody that works at the school in the kitchen. Um I've got a list of all the trustees
1: if you're interested. Yeah, would be. Don't give it out on air, but I, uh, have you got a way of emailing that to us? Um yes, I can. Oh, do. I tell you what you can do. If you I, I'm, t- I'm going to give you back to Catherine yeah. and she she will take that down because that would be really useful because so far the two names I've got, I'm sure the team have got more. Uh, are Kerry McLeish and Hugh Forsyth. Those are the two names right. that I've got. So as and many the ones names that
0: we've made contact with. As many names as we can get.
1: But we think there are six trustees. Seven. Seven trustees. Oh,
0: I had a question mark over one, but having spoken to Derek, apparently he is still floating around.
1: Okay, in April 2015 there was an advert uh, looking for more trustees as well. If you wanted to uh, well, to apply, you, recent, can phone up, uh, you could phone up Hugh Forsyth, that's the phone number, he's got a phone number, we've called it and left a message he didn't call back.
0: And we know for sure that he's still the chairman, and we know that Kerry Lee McLeish is um, also active in there because she's the one who wrote to us last night.
1: I can't <laughs> find either of those people on Twitter, that's not a crime. Um, I, I'll have a little bit more of a thorough look later on, but sometimes, sometimes it's, it's it's easier to get in contact with people via Twitter these days if you send them a little message in front of 45,000 followers. They, they seem a bit keener, keener to, to kind of show willing. So, um, listen, K- Kerry and, 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 and Hugh, uh, you know, I hope, and, and the lawyers who, who are working for you that are listening to this... Um, as you know, we've said nothing libellous. We've said nothing outrageous. We're just kind of expressing opinion, and we're expressing the truth. We would love to get you on this show. We have tried to get you on this show. We would really love to get you on. There is an open invitation for you or any of the trustees to come on. You can come on this morning. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. But I know you're all busy, or you can't make it this morning. Tomorrow morning. The day that the school closes for the summer break, uh, maybe things will be a little bit easier for you guys. You can give us, you can pick, pick the time slot, pick as long as you want.
0: We know now that the school, the decision as to whether the school will reopen in September won't be made till the thirty first of July. So, so that it's gives ten us days. more time. We've
1: got ten days, so yeah. we, we got time to talk, guys. Come on, let's 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 do this. Yakub's um, on the line. Morning, Yakub. Morning, Ian. What would you like to say, sir? Uh, okay, just wanted to uh, just share with you. I mean, I
8: mean, we've heard about the kids, which is bad enough, but the staff are. Going through just as much as the kids are in terms of you know what to do for September um, and you know how they're going to make ends meet. Yeah. Uh, and do you know what? That's an
1: excellent point. That's an excellent point. What are the, what are the teachers going to do?
0: And because some of them live there as well, it's a residential facility. Yeah.
1: That's a brilliant point, Jakub. And uh, 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 shame on me for not thinking of that.
0: Yeah. I
8: mean, I mean, some of the staff have been threatened with homelessness because they live there. Um, and as teachers, if you were to look for a new job, you would do that at Easter. And nobody hires teachers uh, at the end of July. So, you know, uh, so we've just been a uh, bit like the children. We, we've been left to fend for ourselves.
1: Are you, uh, do, you, do you work there, Yacoub? Yeah, I do, yeah. I'm one of the teachers there, yeah. When did you find out the school was closing?
8: Um, July the 7th, um, about, about, half, about four o'clock.
1: And, and what did you get one of those emails, or, or, or was it different for the staff?
8: No, it was quite a bit of a, a scary meeting. We got said, oh, there's a meeting in the hall about half past three-quarter to four um, with the line of chairs at the front, and we got made to sit at the back, and then all these people walked in, and and the trustees just sat there with their arms folded, and the administrator read out the bad news.
1: So the trustees sat at the front. Did the trustees say anything? Uh, absolutely nothing. Did you have any inkling that this was coming?
8: Um, me personally, I did because I've got background, you know, in business and ICT, so I've thought, you know, I kind of, I could read, I could see what was going to happen, but I never thought it would happen. Um, but we weren't given any warnings about this at all. Um, I Got called into this meeting and said, "Boom, you're out of a job in two and a half weeks."
1: How did that make How did that make you feel? Um. Well,
8: me personally, I I'd already found a job by then because I wasn't going to take any risks of having a young family. But the starting yeah. the room, was, it was just like, oh, just shock, devastated, speechless. Um, you know, I mean, no warning whatsoever, even to myself. Because, and
1: yeah. was there any mention of right? So that you're going to lose your job in two and a half weeks. Did they say anything like, but there may be a chance we could turn this around? Was there any kind of optimistic outlook? Yeah.
8: They did entertain the idea, but they said, "Look, it's not going to happen." Yeah, I mean, somebody might walk in, but don't keep your hopes up because there's, you know, there's no white, there's no white knight in shining armour. Um, so there is did say that, that was a possibility, but commas. But they said oh, we don't, we, we don't think it's going to happen. No.
1: The headmistress, we know knew as early as, as June the fifth. She told Steve Baker, the local MP, in confidence. That's why he didn't tell anybody. She probably knew. Well, she may have known before that. What do you think about that, Yacoub? That she knew a month before you, you and the parents did.
8: Um, on the one hand, I'm not surprised. On the other hand, you know, it's it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I'm lost for words because you say June the fifth, and on June the fifteenth, they started a redundancy process, which kind of made me leave in the first place. Because what had happened before they said we're going to shut the school down, they said we're making staff redundant. And that happened on June the 15th is when they officially started that. So if you're telling me that they already knew 10 days, two weeks before... So hang on, so uh, so June
1: June the 5th, uh, we know the headmistress knew, definitely. The local MP knew. You weren't told till July the 7th, but on June the 15th, they started a redundancy process for the teachers. uh,
8: For all the staff, yeah. They said there's there's about, in total, including, uh, you know, part-time and casual staff, there's about 100 people that work, you know, here. Um, and they said, yeah, if I'm due the 15th, we're going to start the redundancy process, where really they have the, the 45-day consultation. So, yeah, I mean, even then, the meetings we had with the trustees, and there was no mention at all that the school's going to shut down or is in serious danger of shutting down.
1: It just gets... Uh, uh, Kerry McLeish and Hugh Forsyth, the, two of the trustees, you, you need to come on and answer a lot of very serious questions now, because this is just getting murkier and murkier. Yakub, I'm going to let you go. Uh, please keep in touch, and I hope you don't mind. We'll, we'll keep your number on file and and, and our members of our team will call you you know, from time to time to check what's going on. If you, it's not appropriate, you can tell us and we'll stop the course. Fascinating. Uh, if you've got a kid that goes to this school, this Penn school in High Wycombe, if you've heard any of the show today, the interview with Steve Baker or... Um, Coob yeah, there, who just called in, Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five. Uh Well, uh, one person whose uh, son goes there is uh, Ken Bruce. Ken joins me on the show now. Morning, Ken. Morning, Ian. Uh, really nice to talk to you. I wish it were under uh, happier circumstances. You, you, you've got a son that goes there. How old is your boy?
7: He's 13. He's been going there for two years, and we had quite a long fight to get him into Penn because, uh, obviously, you know, I have to go to tribunal and things like that. And we had a long fight. Uh, an awkward and difficult fight to get him into pen because we judged it was the very best place and really the only place that could uh, help him with his communication difficulties
1: we've got some people who are struggling to, to understand that this is more than just a school tell us why it's so important and, and how it's helped you and your family
7: well each of the children there's an individual with an individual communication difficulty some children have hearing troubles uh, my son is autistic and he has dyspraxia, so he finds it difficult to uh, to speak. He can't really speak very much, and he can't. He finds it difficult, very difficult, to to type because of uh, the dyspraxia, uh, and so he has a particular form of communication in which he is assisted to type. Uh, you know, just by the merest gentle support on his shoulder and things like that, but it does, it gives him the confidence and uh, enables him to work physically the pathways in his body to to get the finger onto the the keyboard. Uh, And that's what Penn unlocked in him. He wasn't able to do that at all before that. Uh, And at Penn, they took on and trained up people, and uh, we were involved in the training as well, uh, the staff, to to support him in this. And really, it was the only place that would do this. We looked at several other schools, but Penn was the only place that would do it and do it properly. So we fought the tribunal and won it, and uh, we got him in there to great relief two years ago. And now suddenly, out of a clear blue sky, uh, as far as we the parents are concerned, it's closing with really no explanation at all. And uh, we've we've often wondered, you know, why... We were never asked before this to do any fundraising or anything like that. I mean, I could obviously do a bit of fundraising. Lots of other people have ways of raising funds. uh, And ideas that were put up were never followed through, and we we couldn't understand it.
1: Did you get that email that that, that some of the other parents had told us? I think it was on a a Wednesday night or something, an email popped up that, that, that said, yeah, the school's closing in a week and a half. Good luck. That's right. Uh, well, it wasn't quite as... Uh, but it wasn't quite as... Brutal. Not in those terms, but yes, it, it
7: was, uh, you know, pretty final And, and only at that amount of notice, we heard slightly earlier in the day through uh, rumor, a rumour mill, mm. And uh, we found the local education authority, who's... Uh, we're in Oxfordshire. And they said, well, we've just heard about it too, so we we're frantically trying to find out more. So um, it, it did. It came as a huge shock and a huge surprise. And it's not, you know, any school closing suddenly is uh, you know very very sad and uh, almost a disaster for the children there it's particularly bad because they rely so much on that school it's a real community the staff are fantastic Uh, and uh, they all have an an individual interest in each child and it's a real family um and it's just such a, a sad i was at the school prize giving the certificates for achievement were being given out last week. And I just thought it was so sad to see all these And that's the children. thing. It,
1: it isn't just about your kind of reading, writing and r- arithmetic. This school is so much more to these kids and, and to, the, to the, the families, isn't it?
7: Absolutely. It's training them for their future lives. It, it offers residential as well. It, it's, it's it's making them able to, to do as well as they can in society in the future. And uh, to say, oh, well, you'll find another school... It, it just doesn't work like that. You know, the, the One school we've looked at is in South London, uh, and that's one of the nearest we can find that will do anything like what Ben has done.
1: Uh, we, the parents found out recently. We, we know for a fact that the, the headmistress knew on June the 5th it was going to close. Over a year ago, the trustees knew the school was in trouble, uh, yet they didn't seem to change anything. They didn't change the management. They didn't start doing fundraising drives or anything like that. It's left me scratching my head a bit, Ken.
7: I just don't know. uh, I mean, I don't know what the trustees have been doing basically for the last two years. Uh, The school went into special measures two years ago, uh, and alarm bells should have been ringing loudly and long at that point. And it seems they just thought, well, you know, we'll we'll do a couple of things and hope for the best. Uh, And obviously, that was never going to work. And two years in special measures. Uh, during that time, no children were being placed, or hardly any children were being placed there because local education authorities won't place uh, uh, children in a school under special measures. So the, the school role was going down, so their income was going down, uh, and it was a vicious circle, which was always going to end in disaster unless they took real decisive action, which they failed to do, I'm afraid. A- and, uh, you know, I, I, for people today, you know, and I, I believe Steve Baker was saying, you know, he was told uh, over a month ago, but couldn't see I think it a. So, a private concern well it is a private concern but it's it's a school first and foremost and it's funded by public money coming from the local education authorities every child there, I think every single child there is paid for by a local education authority so it's public money uh, and we all have a right to know what's been happening to it.
1: We've, uh, we, the, the trustees are reluctant, well, they're refusing to come on the show. Kerry McLeish and Hugh Forsyth, they sent a nice email saying, could you please confirm your programme will not say anything negative or critical about any of the trustees? But they, I wish they would come on. Um, if the school does close, worst case scenario, Kim, what, what, what will happen to you and your family and your son? Well,
7: it's very unlikely we'll have a place by September. So um, we will have to homeschool him for some time. Uh, we don't know how long. He's very upset about this, as I think every single child there is. I mean, they, they all have some communication difficulties of some kind. They like regularity in their lives. They like predictability in their lives. And for this to happen, a place where they felt comfortable and secure, it, it's just appalling for them.
1: Uh, I really appreciate talking to you, this, your time this morning, Ken, and uh, maybe we'll speak about this at some point in the future, and let's let us see what happens. Thanks for the opportunity, Ian. Thank you very much indeed. Ken Bruce there parent of uh, a young lad that goes to the school oh do you know what I'm getting shivers because it is you know I've got two kids who uh, are fortunately healthy and well at the moment and um, you know I know how important the school development is for them but this is so much more than just a school And I think Ken and I think Yaku and I think all the other parents we've had on hopefully have communicated how important this place is to these kids. Sheila called in and threw a spanner in the works.
9: I'm a relative of a child that's there. Um, we're all... The parents are in shock, all the children are in terrible shock and the impact it has on them is terribly amplified. Um, but there's... I've got a real conspiracy theory here because the Bucks County Council had um, a special needs youth club called Youth 5, which is in Green Street in High Wycombe, not a great area... Um, it's been running for about five years and the kids would go there on a Tuesday from six till eight. their youth club Um, and back in May, sounds familiar to to Penn School, all the children just before half-term closure came home with a letter and the letter was from Bucks County Council um, and it said that Bucks County Council had decided along with Thames Valley Police on a, a risk assessment that they could not keep the children, the parents or the staff safe Um, and therefore we're closing the youth club now I actually went to I petitioned Steve Baker at that time and met with his assistant Tim and was told to refer elsewhere Steve Steve Um, Baker's
1: assistant seems to be very very busy dealing with stuff that I don't know maybe Steve Baker should be dealing with I don't know and
9: and that was when I said because question time was coming to High Wycombe and I said I'm going to raise it as a point as a question with question time because it, to me, and this, this, I think it's linked to Penn School and Bucks County Council's view on these children, because to take a risk assessment, that they couldn't keep our children safe. And the problem was that the car park, and so the local youths go in there, in their cars, there's a lot of them, um, and they're clearly doing drugs. Um, but they had not touched our kids. We just went through. The kids are behind locked doors. We put the children up. And if Bucks County Council considered that that was a safe environment for special needs children, who were the residential ones were bussed in and the other ones went independently. But that particular Tuesday night, 47 children were given a letter, mm. um, which they didn't really understand. Um, and Dominic, um, David Cameron was on the radio, Radio 4, in May, along with Theresa May, saying that we should not be passively indifferent to what's going on in our neighbourhood. And yet the police and Bucks County Council. Closed a special needs youth club, which had been going for five years for these special kids, um, so that the local youths could fit in their cars and sell drugs, etc., etc. Here's the
1: obvious. Here's sense. the obvious question, Sheila: if the, if the police knew that there were young people doing drugs in cars next in a car park, why, why didn't they, they go and something? arrest them?
9: Yes. So, so ah. all of that. But equally, I was at the meeting last night and I yep. raised lots of questions um, for Mary, none of the, Mary Neswitchess and the um, headmistress, none of which were answered, yeah. including that in terms of Ofsted going into the school in the first place, none of these children tick a box for Ofsted.
1: No, none of no, it's, the, the Ofsted, the Ofsted uh, the tests are kind of based on um, the, the kind of learning development and, and things like that. And this yes. school, while it does that, that's kind of not the key function of it. There it's is more to it's it. Fact-
9: all the, in fact, but also with Ofsted, I said to Mary, I, "I can't understand why you're still here, Mary, because what happens with Ofsted is that they clear the management when they go in and a school is in special measures, they clear the clear the management because they have failed, and yet Mary was kept in post all of this time. Maybe it was because she was a caretaker because they didn't want to spend any new money and get a new head in that was going to, to do something for the school, um, but that she's been caretaking it for this. Was she was
1: the headmistress at the meeting last night?
9: She, uh, she, for the first time, she came to the meeting last okay, night. But okay. Didn't ask any uh, questions. Also, the so why is why she still in, in situ? Is you know, it's very unusual. They knew.
1: They knew at least a year ago that the school was in financial trouble,
9: I, I, oh, and before that, because they were made. The I can, which is a, a charity, and they run an, a, an astounding school in Meath in one of these places. They're a special needs school. They're a charity. They were very interested two years ago the trustees refused um waitrose in beckenfield they made penn school their of a year in 2014 and i have a, um, a letter from waitrose which said that um, during the last year penn school has refused paint has refused from john lewis painting and decorating of their school they also oh. refused Coaching from their children. Sheila, from the
1: children. Sheila, I have to move on because we've got I've got business and stuff to do here. But um, have you have you still got a copy of that letter? I
9: do indeed.
1: I would love to see that letter. Can I pass you back to Catherine, my producer, and she'll okay. let you know how you can get get, get uh, in touch with that? Because if if if, if the trustees or whoever oh, of there's a school, lots and lots. believe me, it's Sheila, a list. I'm going to pass you back to, to Catherine because if the trustees of a school is in financial trouble. He's turning down offers of free stuff like that? Then that is just incredible, isn't it, Sheila? I really appreciate your call. We're not letting this story. We're going to speak to Yakub after the news, who's a teacher who works there. We're not letting this go. Don't worry. We we have uh, well, Deely's got his J dog teeth sunk into this. So there's no way we could let it go, even if we wanted to. But. That really, they turned down an offer like that from Waitrose? It then got to Wednesday, the last day of term, and the problem was all sorted. Actually, it wasn't at all. We were still in completely the same boat. And to say they've been having trouble getting support from the school's trustees and local MP would be put it mildly. We had um, the school's trustees PR company get in touch with us. What time did they get in touch with us this morning? Quarter to six. Quarter to six. So, good morning, trustees who are listening. Good morning, school trustees, PR company that's listening. Morning, Tim. Morning, Tim. We won't be reading that statement, but you're more than welcome to ask, encourage one of the trustees to call in.
0: It's very long for a statement, but I'm sure you appreciate that. As a PR professional, yeah. this is a radio station. And also, as a
1: PR professional, you would know, Tim, not, not to phone up the station at ten minutes to six. Uh, so, Tim, if, if, if you as the PR guy... PR guy for the trustees of a school for deaf and autistic children. That sounds a bit weird to me. Um, so if, if you want to call in, Tim, or if you want to encourage any of uh, those other people, the actual trustees, to call in, they're more than welcome to. I ain't going to read your statement. But don't worry, we won't say anything libelous. Um, Justin, you have... Uh, uh, we, we, we're all kind of quite angry about this one, and it's going to dominate the show this morning, guys. Sorry about that. Um, Justin, you
2: have uh, played a blinder. You are actually outside the school. I am indeed, outside the school right now. So if, if those trustees listening this morning want to come and talk to us, I'm here outside the school. I'll be there between now and nine for the programme.
1: There, so many ways they can get in touch. You can go outside the school and speak to Justin. You can call me oh three four five nine 455 555. Uh, I, I kind of, th- 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 sort of saw the beginning of this story just before I went away. And I know that you did a lot of good yeah. work about this last week when I wasn't here. Um, mm. th- 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 tell us what's been going on.
2: Well, we first started covering the story 12 days ago uh, when we heard administrators had been called in. Now, that morning, Julie got in touch. Her son goes to Penn School.
3: We just need to save this school because the children are devastated. The parents are devastated. We don't don't know what to do. Um, We just need financial help to keep this school open for our vulnerable, special children. We've been given two weeks to try and campaign for our school. We've been given no time whatsoever. We've got no idea of where any of our kids are going. And we, we've basically all got the prospect of um, all our children going into mainstream Mainstream
1: colleges. And Tim, the uh, from the PR company, is worried about protecting the feelings of the trustees who are worried we might suggest something naughty about them. Tim, mm. you listen to Julie, mate. You listen to all of the other mums and dads that we've had on. The teachers are going to lose the jobs. The teachers are going to lose their homes. Um... You're worried we might say something bad about the trustees. Oh,
0: Tim. i just had another email.
1: What has Tim said now?
0: I appreciate an interview would make better radio for you, but none of the trustees is available this morning. They've chosen to issue this statement so they can prevent present this side of the story. Here Tim, we, go.
1: we ain't reading it, but buddy. Listen to this.
0: It will not take longer to read the statement than it would to conduct an interview. But it would be dull, Tim. Tim, and this is a side of A4.
1: Tim, and also it's not just about making good radio, it's about being able to put forward uh, uh, points and ask questions uh, for the, on behalf of the parents and the children who feel that they've been stitched up like a kipper. So I'm not going to read your statement, mate. Not happening. He's
0: also saying that some of the things broadcast about them were borderline defamatory. No, they no. weren't. So
1: you could, Tim, they're
0: either defamatory or they weren't.
1: Hang on a second. Tim, uh, we know the rules of libel. I would suggest a little bit better than you. If they're libelous, sue us
0: and he's saying Sue they, us. they deserve a full right of reply we've been offering that for over a week
1: tim i'm not playing your game mate i'm not playing your little pr game i'm afraid listen they they have, we we have been asking them and asking them for 12 days to come on this show you're telling me that none of the six trustees who represent that charitable uh, trust who represent that school none of those six trustees could come on once and now they've but they had the time to engage a pr company Let's look up this guy's PR company. I'm not going to say it on the, on the radio, but look up this guy's PR company and want we'll to see who else they represent and what they do. Tim, I'm sorry, mate. It's not happening. We ain't playing by your rules. Sorry, buddy. Justin, carry on.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I'm outside the school this morning. That offer again is that I'm going to be here all morning talking to the parents as well. Um, I was here on Monday evening. uh, There was a meeting with the administrator and also the parents, uh, which I managed to get into. I heard absolutely everything. Uh, The parents were told that five options are potentially on the table. Could be five people coming in to buy. My sources tell me that people have been and looked at the school already. More are coming today and tomorrow. Uh, Also, the local MP for High Wycombe, he was on the programme yesterday morning, Steve Baker. He told you that uh, he's been doing all he could, but it wasn't his job, the job of an MP, to rescue a failing school.
5: We are going to make touch, uh, get in touch with all of the parents, um, and I've given instructions for that to be done. So you've spoken and to none of them? At this stage, I have not spoken you've to You've known since parents.
1: June the school was going to close down, the, the um, and you've spoken th- to none of the parents who are terrified, and they've the been primary... calling you, they've been trying to get in touch with you, Steve, and you've not spoken to any of them. Why is that?
5: Well, any of my constituents are very well, welcome to speak to me. My constituents have not tried to get in touch with me. We, we know that a
1: lot of the parents have tried to get in touch with you and you've not, you've not spoken there to them. There are
5: anything. parents who's, uh, who live in other constituencies. And their kids go with... to
1: school in your constituency and you've not spoken to them. I've um, spoken with their why is that? MPs. Yeah, um, there's uh, a lot of talk going on. <laughs> um, well, Unison <laughs> are meeting their members as well, aren't they? Some of the teachers...
2: Absolutely, it's not just about the children, of course, but um, parents trying to, to find places for, for their children in September, but, but also the staff here as well. Bearing in mind, they were told two and a half weeks before the end of term that the school would be closing. We're hoping and praying that the school can remain open, but of course, so many people's lives and jobs are at risk here. And this morning, Ian, again, it's the last day of term here. Uh, the school won't be closing. The administrators will be here trying to get a deal, the correct deal, of course. But it's the last day of term, and And to be quite honest with you, this morning, I think that the the parents that are going to be coming to meet me, they just want answers. That is all they want. They want answers from the trustees about what they are doing to actively try and save this school, which is so crucial to the children.
1: Justin, uh, you're going to be outside the school all morning, if any of the parents, if any, we've had a couple of emails from teachers who don't want to be named saying thanks very much for looking into this. It's good to to, uh, hear the truth at last. If you're a parent, if you're a teacher, if you're a trustee, uh, go to the school. dealy's there. You'll be there all morning, won't you, Justin?
2: i going to be here, yeah, absolutely, all morning until 9 o'clock, as long as it takes, you know. Again, uh, I'll be here directly outside the school. We're in the uh, BBC Three councils Radio van. Come down and, and just talk to us, tell us how you're feeling and, and also, again, tell us what you're doing to fundraise. The parents are trying to raise a million pounds. I think they're up to about £11,000. They're not going to get to a million, I wouldn't have thought, but uh, certainly doing a fantastic job. Tell us what you're doing to try and save this school.
1: Justin, thank you very much. 03459 uh, 45555, if any of the trustees... Uh, want to come on, you're more than welcome to. We will not be reading that statement. I'll have a look at it. We we, we might cherry pick some bits and pieces from it. Of course well, we will. We'll but... certainly,
0: you know, present your views. But, you know, we don't let anyone have free reign. We're not in PR.
1: The saga with PR and the trustees continued. Ten to six this morning. The PR company that the trustees of the school have engaged, have hired, I'm guessing. it's a. have looked at it. It's a swanky PR company based in that there Soho in London. I'm guessing it cost a few quid. I wonder who's paying for that um the pr company guy got in touch with us at 10 to 6 and is kind of making all kind of crazy demands don't quite know why he now wants catherine to phone him up well tim she's working so you can hear me that ain't going to happen uh, but i have m- made the decision that we are going to read your statement because and i'll be honest tim and i'll be honest trustees i don't think the, i don't think the reading of a very dry cold statement does you any favours. If anything, it could be interpreted as it makes you, it makes the, the people behind it sound um, uh, 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 even less bothered, OK? So bear that in mind. Catherine is going to read your statement absolutely straight.
0: But I'll take out the sentence you said I could.
1: Yes, just let me go.
0: We are dismayed by the inaccurate and vitriolic allegations that have been levelled against us. All of us work on a voluntary, unpaid basis, and our only wish is, has been to keep the school open for the sake of the pupils whom it serves. Since the school was unexpectedly placed in special measures by Ofsted two years ago, its income has dropped as pupil numbers have fallen. However, at the end of April 2015, we were made aware that pupil numbers for September 2015 were due to drop so drastically that the future of the school was at risk. We had received no prior warning of this. As a result, in May, we called in the accountancy firm Deloitte LLP to undertake a full analysis advise us on possible turnaround options and help us negotiate with various third parties for additional funding, increase pupil numbers or achieve a sale.
1: Tim, just to let you know that most people have fallen asleep now and this is doing your case no good. We'll carry on. We'll read the whole thing.
0: Sadly, it became clear that the scale of investment needed in a short space of time was simply too great, and after speaking to Buckinghamshire Local Authority, the Education Funding Agency and other stakeholders, we decided on July 6, 2015, with great reluctance, that the only option was to put the charity into administration. We appointed joint administrators the following day who were still pursuing all options to save the school and talking to a number of interested parties. Some parents have asked why they were not warned earlier that the school's future was in doubt. Our intention has always been to try to keep the school open, and if we'd raised doubts about its future at a time when we were still seeking fresh investment and investigating refin- refinancing options, pupil numbers might have fallen even further, making the school's closure a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Have you, any more of that to go?
0: There's two more paragraphs. We'll
1: come back to those two paragraphs in a minute. Tim, people ain't listening. Um, Two things. It, uh, so who knew... They say April 2015. Who knew a year ago then, at least a year ago, that the school was in financial trouble? Because people did, okay, And um, people are desperate to get their kids in that school. They're desperate to get their kids in that school. The reason that the the, the kids stopped going is because they were stopped being recommended to go there because of the bad Ofsted. Um, That was changed, and then for some reason Bucks County Council still didn't put other kids forward. Parents would have been desperate to have helped raise money for that school.
0: The other thing is, if you were so sure, it said the only option was to put the charity into administration, with great reluctance, OK. And then they say, if we'd raised doubts about its future at a time when we're still seeking fresh investment, pupil numbers might have fallen even further, making the school's closure a self-fulfilling prophecy. But you'd already decided you are going to put it into administration. So couldn't it have been fairer to give parents a bit more time to work out what their children's future might be? Two more be?
1: paragraphs to go, guys. OK, back Don't in. you just love these
0: statements? Back in. Here we go. Most hurtful are the outrageous and highly defamatory allegations that school funds have been mishandled. We've not said that. No
1: one has said that. But I I suggest you go to uh, Steve Baker, the uh, MP's website, and look at some of the comments on there where it's been suggested. We haven't suggested that.
0: Our accounts are audited every year... And and I
1: find that hurtful that you would accuse me of doing that. Don't be hurt. I feel hurt.
0: Our accounts are audited every year and are publicly available. Contrary to some suggestions, we are not being investigated by Deloitte LLP and there are no financial irregularities. It was
1: mentioned in the meeting that Justin went to that... Um, by
0: the administrator. By
1: the administrator, that invest financial investigations are undertaking, as would be the case in any of these situations, of course. That just seems obvious to me.
0: And we've never suggested that that's extraordinary. That isn't.
1: The, no, that we are, We're not suggesting that, that's just the thing that happens. And
0: we've never said that there are any financial irregularities. Okay. yeah. Final paragraph.
1: Here we go. The
0: decision to place the charity in administration was the hardest thing we've ever had to do, and it was not one we took lightly. We continue to hope that, even at this late stage, the school can be saved and will keep parents in the local community aware of developments.
1: And here's... Are we finished?
0: By attending meetings? And here's the thing.
1: Here's the thing. The trustees won't speak to Julie.
0: We just need to save this
3: school because the children are devastated, the parents are devastated. We don't don't know what to do. Um, We just need financial help to keep this school open for our vulnerable, special children. We've been given two weeks to try and campaign for our school. We've been given no time whatsoever. We've got no idea of where any of our kids are going. And we've basically all got the prospect of um, all our children going into mainstream, mainstream colleges
1: why don't they want to talk to her that's what i don't understand I'd, I, you've got you've, you've paid money i'm assuming you paid money unless it's you know mates rates like you've paid money trustees i'm not talking to you now tim I'm not bothered by it, i'm talking to the trustees you've paid money to a pr company to public relations it ain't working i'd ask for a refund uh you, you, the pr companies are there to make people look good to improve bad images okay it's failing it's failing miserably everything you're doing is failing miserably why won't one of you, Hugh, that woman we spoke to who sent us the email yesterday, is it Kerry? Yes. Why won't you just come on and speak to these people? What are you what are you scared of? What are you hiding? What are you scared of?
0: Here's the thing, That's what I don't get. I don't work for a PR agency in Soho yet. But if you're being accused of being high-handed and distant, don't send an A4 statement.
1: On Wednesday, show, Justin Dealy was at the school all morning. He was speaking to parents, to teachers. He also managed to get hold of the head teacher. Now, I'm a huge fan of Justin Dealey. He's done some sterling work. He's great at getting people to say nonsense. He's also really good at doing, um, you know, pretty strong interviews when he's feeling passionate about stuff. This next thing you're about to hear is the best thing I've ever heard Dealey do. Listen to the moment um, when uh, he presents the information about, A, the offer of uh, decorating being done to the school for free and also when he asked the head teacher what her thoughts are on the trustees
2: I know you're short on time this morning I'm going to try and get as many questions as I can would you say that that things such as decorating classrooms would you class that as fundraising something which you couldn't afford to do
10: Decorating Mm. classrooms is something that we needed to do and we Mm. didn't have money to do. We've been in financial difficulties for ages.
2: I've got an email which has been sent to me by a parent and that's come from Waitrose and they offered to decorate the classrooms here at the school. That offer was not accepted. Can you tell me why?
10: I didn't know anything about that, no. I didn't know that they were offering to...
2: um, uh, decorate the classrooms. I've got the email which says they offer to decorate the classrooms. We're talking about Waitrose here, a massive brand. They were offering to do that. That offer was never taken up and you're the head teacher. You don't know anything about that at all. I didn't
10: know anything about an offer to decorate the classroom. I knew of course we were charity of the year for Waitrose and we very much appreciated their help. For instance, they came and helped with a fundraising event, which was the fireworks night, and
2: they It's fantastic, but why would an offer such as decorating all the classrooms, which you crucially needed, why would that? Why would people not respond to
10: that? I don't understand. I didn't know anything about the offer to decorate the classrooms. Sorry, but I didn't. No.
2: Okay. Just lastly, um, do you feel that? the trustees have done everything in their power to save this school? Because they're not talking to us.
10: That's a very difficult question for me to answer in my position, but...
2: You were at the meeting the other night, you faced the parents, they didn't. Do you think they've done everything they can to save this school?
10: I think that the trustees should have taken on a um, more of a fundraising role. They, um, they should have had a professional fundraiser on the staff um, and also a business manager to give the senior leadership team, and me in particular, good business advice.
2: Have they let you and the children down here?
10: I'm not going to answer that, because uh, I think that's a loaded question. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to answer that. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, thank you very much Anita, for your time.
10: Yeah, That's OK. Um,
1: uh, Justin, you know I think you're brilliant anyway. That's the best thing I think I've ever heard you do. That was marvellous. Well done. Thank you for that. Who you got with you now?
2: Thank you, boss. More more and more parents are turning up. Um, You're outside the school with a sign. We've got all the. Let's move away from the cars because all all the parents are listening to the the radio interview, and we might get better feedback. Um, Tell us what sign you've got here with you.
4: Save our children. Save our teachers. Save our school, please. That's all we've got now. You know we're trying trying everything possible. Um, You know, but we're obviously feeling just so deflated right now. It's it's horrible, it's the last day of term, uh, we're all so sad. Um, we went for our children's sixth, sixth form prom yesterday, which should have been something that was enjoyable. Uh, all the parents were just so sad and devastated um, and it wasn't really a happy occasion for us because of obviously we know what the consequences are gonna be today.
2: Let's just hope it's not the last day. Let's hope. What's, um, what's your son saying to you at the moment?
4: Uh, I After the prom yesterday, he asked me a question saying, have you got friends? Which I replied, yes. He turned around to me and said, am I going to have any friends now, last night? Um, and obviously I said, yes, he is, because he's going to keep in contact with some children. Um, but with regards to school... You know, I don't know because I don't know how he's going to be able to access friends in a mainstream school because there is going to be nobody there who can communicate with him like they can here.
2: You just feel you feel lost at the moment, don't you? Because you haven't. You and the parents are all saying to me, "We've got, we've got nowhere to turn. We're not getting any answers. You're just completely in the dark." And we're talking about your child's future here.
4: Yeah, you know, we just. Obviously, we don't know what to say to our children because we don't have the answers, um, which is the worst feeling in the world because you want to keep your children happy, protect them, keep them safe. And right now, we don't know what, what the outcome is going to be, so we can't promise them anything at the moment.
2: I've got to hand back to Ian. This will be my final question to you. Um, the trustees, again, to go back to them, um, they've yet to come on our programme and talk to us and you, the parents, and let you know what's going on. They've now instructed a PR company. We've received emails this morning. Um, Can I just get your reaction to to that, please?
4: I just don't understand, you know, even if they haven't paid for this PR company, why, if they know people um, in PR, why they couldn't have used that wisely and used that to promote our school and get help for our school a lot earlier. Um, It just seems mad to me that they couldn't have done that for our school when they're meant to care so much about the welfare of our children. Thank you very much. Thanks.
2: There you go, Ian. So, more parents this morning. We've heard from lots of them. I've been here since 5.30 this morning. Um, A lot of parents are getting very, very emotional because this could well be the last day, obviously. There are five interested buyers. They're hoping and praying that the school can be saved. Um, the parents have been talking to us. The head has spoken to us. A number of the teachers inside the school. But yet, and I've been here since 5.30 this morning, um, yet we are, uh, well, we're still waiting for a trustee to turn. Not
1: a word from the trustees. Justin, excellent stuff indeed. Yeah, why didn't they hire a PR company to help them, I don't know, raise some money?
2: It's now, as I
1: say these words, the last day of term. We'll keep fighting and so will the parents. We'll have more on this on our show on BBC Three Counties Radio as and when we hear it.